3: The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination, and with the generous support of listeners like you. For more Nerdy Show podcasts, community forums, and learn how you can support this and other Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Welcome to Episode 0 of State of the Empire. This episode was recorded on November first, 2012, just after the announcement that Disney had bought Lucasfilm. We didn't yet know that we were destined to record an ongoing podcast series about Star Wars speculation, but in this episode, you'll hear us begin our search to find Star Wars news in Alderaan places. Hey guys, welcome to a very impromptu episode of Nerdy Show. Hi, I'm Cap. Hi,
4: I'm Hex.
1: I'm Brandon. I'm Doug. I'm Mark with a C. And I'm Matt.
3: Now, for listeners who come on intermittently, uh, Doug is the... GM of Ghostbusters Resurrection, the uh, Ghostbusters tabletop role-playing podcast we recently added to the Nerdy Show Network. Mark with a C, you should probably know, he's uh, kind of a big deal, indie nerd musician, runs the show, Real Congregation, on Nerdy Show. And Matt is our pop culture correspondent who joins us really frequently for uh, matters of sci-fi especially, but also our E3 coverage. Because he lives in Hollywood, Uh, (laughs) y'all. So today, not that Hollywood, Florida. Crap. No, no, not not Hollywood, the Florida. Real though. Hollywood, mm, the dirty one. Hollywood, yeah. Florida is pretty real and pretty dirty. <laughs> but that's is, another it discussion. Is quite, it is quite, dirty. Today, October thirtieth, we got some crazy news that pretty much fucked our brains and the At brains 10, of everybody else. Four thirty p.m. It, Eastern. <laughs> Lucasfilm was bought by Disney. I guess we could have speculated on it if we'd ever thought that this could. Something like this was conceived Well, Because like nobody thought
5: happen. George Lucas would ever sell it.
1: Because yeah. that's his baby. I, I feel like we should have seen it coming.
4: In a way, we should have. Yeah, yeah. But I also was but not this I was blinded by the whole concept of George Lucas. Like, you can have my
5: friend. Yeah, relinquishing fine, control. Cold dead fingers. And
6: undervaluing it just so that it goes to the company that he trusts most, too. Because it's worth more did? than $4 billion.
5: Yeah, how is it undervalued? Yeah, that could Hold fix, like, above. the deficit. For all of the properties,
1: <laughs> when you, Star Wars has fingers that's, on it, that's a deal. For, I yeah. mean like I mean it's expensive i mean it's expensive,
6: but it's expensive they're, they're gonna make it back simply on merchandising of the first new movie alone, plus you know what they're gonna make it back on the merchandising of the old movies alone, <laughs> you know <laughs> like it's yeah. it's all going to flow back in, and it's, it's one heck of a deal that they got, I so
3: think. So, here's, uh, in brief, what we know as of this recording. As I said, $4.05 billion was the purchase. Kathleen Kennedy is, uh...
4: She was appointed the president of Lucasfilm, as well as their brand manager.
3: Yeah, for, for Star Wars and everything. Who so is so this Lucas, woman?
4: For Lucasfilm and all of the subsidiaries, which include Industrial Light and Magic, Skywalker Sound, and all of the specific Star Wars So we products. can just say everything.
1: Everything, everything
6: George Lucas related. Most
1: Lucas's almost. empire she, is now. She
6: started. She started out as she's probably the most powerful woman in Hollywood. Yesterday, now today, she's probably the most powerful woman like in the world. Like, well, yeah, she you, Emperor, is, empress Kennedy.
4: Yeah, <laughs> I mean she is. Uh, for those that don't know, she is the second most successful film producer in the world, second only to her mentor, Steven Spielberg.
0: Well, and, maybe it'll take her somewhere one day then. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. and, and she's been produced or associate producer on Indiana Jones films, uh, E.T., both Gremlins films, uh, back all the Back to the Futures, The Goonies, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Batteries Not Included. Oh, these are good movies. All the Jurassic Parks, The Adventures of Tintin. Yeah, yeah, she knows well,
5: what she's
4: doing. Like, not seriously. just good movies, though, because she was also a producer for a lot of Midnight shenanigans Chena- films,
5: including no. the Avatar film. Uh, well, she didn't know. Well, here's the thing. She didn't know. Those she probably movies, liked the cartoon.
4: Those movies made money, and it's the job of the producer to well, make money. I mean, yeah, but if a producer,
1: she's really good. A producer comes and he says, "Hey, we were we're making a movie based on Avatar, this cartoon," you'd be stupid not to do it yeah. because it's it's a it's a big thing, and she's she's good at making big franchise
4: movies. But she's also good at making good movies too. She was the executive producer for Schindler's
5: List, as yeah. well as the and we all know that, that she, was the blockbuster hit of the summer. It was a good
0: family. Film.
1: it was a blockbuster hit it, I, it was it a was great huge. comedy
0: that list that he made it's uh, great. Um. if i can just jump in here for a second and say at 4.5 billion had i know that this is what known what uh, george lucas would settle for i would have done a kickstarter campaign
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> i
0: mean really who wouldn't have said this lo-fi dude in florida mark with a c is running a kickstarter campaign to buy star wars from george lucas Disney would have been like, uh, yeah, we can't fuck with that. I mean, you can't mess with positive (laughs) press. Well, I'd love it when people ask you your credentials like, yeah,
4: well, my favorite movie, uh, my favorite Star Wars anything is a Christmas special. That's my goddamn <laughs> qualification for why should Lucas film. Uh run Lucasfilm.
6: So my, my, my biggest question is, does this make Captain EO part of the Star Wars canon as I've always wanted it to be? <laughs> it, it
1: should be a prequel to like way before the Jedi's were created. It's like Jedi was a guardian of peace and justice for thousands of years. So this is before that. <laughs> Captain EO was the first Jedi because he uses the power yeah. of
6: because That's clearly the force. Yeah. I mean <laughs> – Right there in its rawest farm. It made me feel something.
4: (laughs) Another massive announcement that came along with this purchase was that in 2015...
5: The first new one.
4: They will be starting a new trilogy. Episode 7 will be released... On Already in, done in 2015, and Kathleen Kennedy shall be the executive producer for all of the sequels.
3: And with quote, one new movie every two or three years. Yeah. So basically, like <laughs> the prequels. Sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, George
0: Lucas. <laughs> he won't
4: be a director. He won't be anything like that. But he will still be a creative
3: consultant.
5: Oh come on! He wasn't a creative anything. He shouldn't be consulting. Hey, if he if he
3: wasn't a creative consultant, you know how many people would call foul? I mean, can, did, okay. Did... Can they still say no? That's that's bad.
5: Yeah, of course. Or are they gonna be well, like, oh we love you, let's no, do it. No,
1: no, no, he's he's basically what I took that to mean it was saying he's a creative consultant, he's handing the reins over to Kathleen Kennedy and everyone else. And George Lucas in that video basically said he basically announced his retirement from right. all things Star Wars. And yeah. I my reaction to that was good for you, George. Because I <laughs> know I mean seriously, not from a cynic cynical point, but like this is a Star Wars is like a monkey he's been carrying on his back for how many years now? And he's been wanting to make the personal films and do other things. So Good. You know, he doesn't have to deal with it anymore. Uh, on, on, on
6: that point, the, the nicest thing that I heard him say so far in that the sit-down interview that he posted on YouTube was that he gets the chance to be a fan now. Yes. He gets yeah. to be a Star Wars fan, which is something that he's never been able to have the chance to do. And, you know, it's like, well, you know, he deserves that moment to, to sit back and, yeah. and see, you know, really just kind of take it from our perspective.
1: Yeah. Like, I mean, as far, as far as like retirement goes, like if anyone's earned a good retirement, <laughs> despite what anyone says about prequels or anything else, it would be, this is the guy who gave us the original Star Wars. I think he deserves a, a little bit of happiness, a little bit of it's,
5: it's It's sort of, I guess, but it's also a shame that he can't become a fan of the originals and then watch <laughs> what he did to them afterwards. Because <laughs> then, then I would un- he would understand.
0: The, this is. Am uh, I the only one who's just dying to know what George Lucas is going to do with the rest of his time, though? Like, And I expect me? he would give a really short answer. Like, uh, what are you going to do with your free time, George? I'm going to grow turnips. Well, he, <laughs>
3: he said um, after the release of Red Wing that uh, he was... Uh, Red Tails. Red Tails. After the release of Red Tails that he was... That is
0: a very different film, Cap.
3: <laughs> <laughs> he was interested in, um, you know, pursuing experimental films and like he used to do, like THX and, and all that, that stuff. And he was frustrated by the lukewarm reception of uh, the, the 3D things. And basically he was like, okay, I can't win with Star Wars. I can't win, so I'm going to step back and I'm going to make the films I want to make. So he said that earlier this year. That that was no surprise. What none of us figured was we figured, okay, so George Lucas is just going to sit back, let, you know let Star Wars do as Star Wars will and release his 3D things and not really fuss over it. Except that then, boom, he, he organized a deal. And the only thing I can really compare this to, because Star Wars is such a big thing, and we've all grown up living with its existence. So it never really... And we knew that George Lucas had dominion over it, but it never felt like, you know, an independent, creator-owned sort of thing. But in my mind, the only thing I can compare it to is Peter Laird's sale of Ninja Turtles to Viacom. Because there's a guy who, for whatever reason, started feeling burdened by his creation, and then... Come hell or high water, he was like, "Fuck it, I don't want it. Take it all." And then a lot of people were uh, divided about Peter Laird's run on right. Turtles, not like not like George Lucas's treatment of Star Wars, but then all, then now there's this corporate entity that's taking care of it, and in doing so, and that's, and though you can be skeptical of that, I mean, well, with the Michael Bay script for the Turtles film and all that, mm-hmm. but in the meantime, you have people who are fans of the property creating the new show, yeah, right. which is all in all, a very positive thing.
1: See, see, you, you gave a very real-world example of what it was like for one franchise be, being bought out by a bigger corporation. In my mind, because you cut me, I bleed midichlorian. To me, this is like the <laughs> Dalai Lama saying, "Everyone who's Buddhist, we're giving Buddhism to the Vatican." It's like this. Is, this is like we're. we're, we're... <laughs> that's that's what it felt like. But if if you're being real about it, yeah, at the end of the day, it's just a corporation being bought by a bigger corporation. And we were talking a little bit like how they bought out Marvel, and it, for a while, a lot of people were like. Oh, they bought up Marvel. are well, gonna we make. Were, we yeah, were
3: freaking out. For yeah, a yeah uh, one of our uh, season two episodes was uh, Disney and Marvel sitting in a tree. Was I think the name of it? Everybody was going, "Oh, get ready for Marvel to suck. Get ready for Marvel to be a family." It's like, no, Disney wanted Marvel for Marvel, not for you know. And what
5: happened? Yeah, the Avengers movie, Avengers
3: and
1: then you know all those other awesome things.
5: And who did they let? Who did they let direct the Avengers? Fucking Whedon. Oh, they let him do it. Yeah, that was great. Maybe he'll direct the new Star Wars movies. I hope. Yeah,
1: even you if it's it? just—I mean, I, I, just any—I I don't care who directs it, as long as they want to be directing it. I never felt that George Lucas yes. wanted to direct the prequels or anything like that. Get mm-hmm. someone
5: who wants to do it. Well, I never felt like he wanted to make a good movie. And anyway. no,
1: anyway, you're being hard on the old man. I
4: am. I, I'm excited because I think that putting another director in there and a younger director that loved Star Wars, that grew up with yeah. Star Wars, that was really inspired by it would really want to do a great service to him. Mm-hmm. Kind of do the kind of stuff that Seth Green is doing with Robot Chicken and Star Wars Detours. I mean, Seth Green's medium is comedy. But still, you feel that authentic Star Wars feeling. Well, there's so
1: many filmmakers, even older than us, who have that same passion for Star Wars. I think, I think it's... The good thing is that everyone's ripe for the picking. Like, they can basically get anyone they want. What filmmaker out there is going to say, nah, Star Wars, you're offering me Star Wars? Nah, I don't do that. (laughs) So, really, they get to pick from the cream of the crop what they want to do with it.
3: Mark and Matt, you guys are here because you guys are among our our collective, the the greatest Star Wars fanatics. We all love Star Wars. We're all obsessed with Star Wars. But uh, you two come from uh, different scopes. Uh, Like, Matt, I mean, you... Uh, absorb everything. Uh, There was a time where there wasn't a single piece of Star Wars literature you hadn't read, and it's still very, very... Mm -hmm. I understand that where you're at right now is you've still read pretty much everything there is. Expanded universe expert, and you've got a lot of strong opinions.
6: Part of that whole, kind of, I should have seen it coming, is that Clone Wars had already killed the expanded universe. I mean, within, like, the last year or so. I mean, they were killing Jedi left and right that had already died in previous material, and so, like, I guess it's not a shock that they're doing it. It's... It's weird because I'm still trying to collect my thoughts on the idea that like they are kind of like just nailing or just, you know, closing the coffin for good on like, you know, 20 plus years, I guess now of expanded universe material. But at the same time, I'm still so excited. I, I felt like I did when I was 13 and I saw the Entertainment Weekly with Ewan McGregor and Liam Neeson on the front in Jedi robes and like, oh, my God, this is happening, you know, like. I was getting it so many different places. I don't even know exactly how I heard about it first today. Like, I was just, like, being bombarded with social media. I'm not even sure how it happened. But there's so many different fronts that Disney's going to attack this from. When they finally do get into the theme park business of Star Wars, they have to compete with Harry Potter. They have to blow it out of the water. So, this is not just going to be one ride. This is going to be an entire, like, section of, of Epcot or of Disney Hollywood
3: Studios. The irony of that is that on our way to uh, driving from Orlando to Nashville to go to uh, the Geek Media Expo, we had a similar conversation. Like, they have a good relationship with uh, with Star Wars. Like, Disney has to beat Harry Potter. They Why don't they do a Star Wars world? And we... <laughs> That, those words were said. I
5: think yeah. because Disney owns it, I'm I'm pretty sure they have no choice. They own Star Wars now. They see it as like we have to make something in our park for Star Wars. Well,
1: because Disney, yep.
5: you know, the vibe that I got was that they didn't really know what to do with Disney Hollywood Studios. And that's mm-hmm.
1: like, you know, they're changing hands and that's no longer MGM and everything else. And the, the, there's all these sections of the park that feel empty. But they've always had Lucasfilm stuff there and on a, when we were on our way up to Tennessee I was like you know what Disney's scared for some reason they're 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 scared well for good reason they're scared of the Harry Potter world they're scared of like all the business that's generated and I was telling you guys What's the one thing that Disney has that can compete with something as big as Harry Potter? Star Wars. And the answer is Star Wars. That's the only thing that could possibly beat something. I mean, we're talking about beats. Like, it's like there's a competition. But as far as the corporate entities are concerned, Star Wars is the only thing that can make more money than Harry Potter. So now that they officially own it they don't have to, like, negotiate with Lucasfilm because now they own Lucasfilm, I hope that they're smart enough to go, hey, man... Let's expand that little uh, area. Let's get let's get a little uh, Wizard Wizarding World of uh, Force of Force users.
3: You know, is really-
0: yeah, if you just imagine what could be done here, think about how many people go to Epcot and with the sole intention of drinking around the world. Well, imagine if you could drink around the Star Wars universe. If you could stop in and hang out and drink at the Isley Cantina. If that's the only mention of Star Wars in the park besides star tours you better believe all of us are going to be there and you're going to be scraping us off the ground i tell you what like man I, was...
3: I know better than that wuher makes that drink out of people
1: <laughs> <laughs> i was just say like you look at where star tours is now and it's like they've crammed all these different things that they wish were bigger like the, the gift... no I'm serious. the yeah, gift shop is like tatooine yeah. like tatooine traders and then you got the uh, Ewok Village and you got the ATAT and then now the ride itself is every little piece of Star Wars that ever existed all on the ride. I'm hoping they really expand it, like really make it a, a thing that you can walk around. I mean, I don't know how much property they have to build on, but
6: I, I think and, would... and, and if you think about it, I mean Disney Hollywood Studios now, I mean they've they've also started to pack in a lot of Pixar into that part. Yeah. So now if you if you take Pixar and Marvel and Disney and the Muppets and you could make them into zones in Disney Hollywood Studios. How great of a park would that be? Better like that would be insi- better than the adventure.
5: Can they make Marvel? Absolutely. Yes. Start, well, the thing is that I was always weird about So, so,
6: so Sony is about to sell back Spider-Man to Disney in order to bail
3: themselves out of their financial troubles. Well, I was gonna. Say, oh, oh really? fuck! Whoa! Yep. I did not know that. That's huge. I
0: didn't know Sonya. Yeah. That was like trouble. Nancy Grace style bombshell. Damn.
4: <laughs> that is that's that's one step closer to my dream movie of a buddy cop film of Hugh Jackman and Andrew Garfield of. War- oh.
3: Oh. <laughs> I want that buddy cop. Well, film.
5: The, the thing that was weird is, doesn't Universal have more than one Marvel? Based ride
3: like the Hulk, they've got they have they a, a Marvel but Island but Disney ride. owns right, right, right.
5: Marvel. Now, well, so the, the, it's a license, it,
1: yeah. It was like a license, they licensed oh, yeah. the theme park rights out to Universal.
5: Okay, see, so that's I what I thought.
1: But if, if, but if they're gonna re, if I don't know if they're reneging or if they're not gonna re up it or whatever, originally, before it was Marvel Superhero Island, uh, Universal designed it to be Gotham City, yeah. And it was going to be have all these Batman things and a little bit of DC stuff sprinkled around. And,
3: and in another direction, when Disney bought Marvel, Disney had licensed uh, things like Darkwing Duck and Chippendale and uh, the Muppets to boom studios for comic books. Star Wars and Lucasfilm properties have had a relationship with Dark Horse Comics for 30 years now.
4: But where did Star Wars start in the comic world?
3: Marvel. And yep. I, I mean, I feel bad for Dark Horse because – at soon, at some point, this this license is gonna expire, and right now we've got what some the only Star Wars thing that's excited me in forever is about to happen this January. Brian Wood is writing a book called Star Wars, and Brian Wood, one of one of the most incredible like indie credibility blockbuster writers in comics right now. It's basically a, a book that takes place after A New Hope and is about <laughs> essentially the Empire retaliating against the terrorist forces of the Rebellion. And it's going to be it's, amazing. That
0: sounds like the Empire begins to debate the pros and cons of whether or not it should strike back or maybe hold <laughs> off of it. <laughs> the and Rebel,
1: it. The Rebels, do they have a weapon of mass destruction? No, it was a photon torpedo.
6: <laughs> and and, no, and notice what the, the two key components were when they announced that series was that they said it should be a series in which no one needs to have any prior expanded universe knowledge to get into. And that it was supposed to harken back to the era of pre-Empire Strikes Back, like, not knowing where the series could be taken. This is – I mean, this is kind of part of that whole, like, should have seen it all coming. Because, like, with this whole sales that, like, you know, the old expanded universe is, is done and that this is a brand new
3: era for for Star Wars. Essentially, a Star Wars reboot has been engineered. and Yeah it's happened in a way that's never happened before with any prior property and it's happened in a way that is somehow more natural and graceful than has ever been done i don't think we really know that until we see what the we, movies we are don't. going to contain but i see I, I as far as the forces converging it's not dc comics saying everything's done everything starts at one again fuck y'all and it's not something it's not something ending it's kind of like something something you know came to its end in a very sort of natural way and now it's all the Phoenix has risen and everything's well, getting green. Look at, look at green. like Marvel.
1: Every time Marvel does something, they're just like, "Oh, well, that's a different universe." Oh, well, that's a death.
4: Well, the thing yeah. with Star Wars, what we learned at Star Wars Celebration, that it is one continuous universe where everything is, is supposed to be canon. But there but, are also, but so many. Con- there are there's also there's a precedence hypocrisy. that there are several levels of of canon, and they can override each other. Right there's George Cannon and blah 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 all the way down to secondary canon, which the king of secondary canon, which is overwritten by everything else, is the Sar- uh, Christmas special.
0: Right. And it, but it's like hey, Star Wars. Hey, I will come over there, Hex. <laughs> but
4: Star uh, if, Wars. If you already want to has, hear more
3: about that, we got a, our most recent celebration episode is linked to this page.
4: But Star Wars already has this precedence of having no problem of writing over what it's already done and saying this is still the same universe. It's not right. like Marvel with the there are multiple universes, right? But
1: there but there are a lot. Like I mean, I, I mean Matt probably knows better than me because I haven't read all those all the books and everything. But I know that like at the time when they were like oh, before Episode One came out, the rumors that Anakin built C three PO, it was like wait a minute, I uh-huh. thought C three PO was like off the assembly line. I, did, what do you mean someone built him? Like it, like he, I thought he was like three hundred years
6: old by the time A New Hope started. Mm, you know. Well, I mean, I, even even in like in 1978, "Splinter of the Mind's Eye," the very first Star Wars novel even written, there's a the whole thing at the end is 3PO and R2 were deactivated, and when Luke finds them at the end, deactivated, he flips on 3PO, and the first thing 3PO is screaming is he somehow knew the access codes, and you know that all ends up, you know, it, it's not intended to say back in '78 that Darth Vader created 3PO, but like it's enough to like. Star Wars canon's always figured out a way to, like, fix itself and band-aid itself. There's even a guy whose sole job at Lucasfilm is to do that. And since June, when I guess he found out there was going to be a 7, 8, and 9, when these problems have popped up because of, like, Clone Wars and things like that, he's just been saying for the last couple months, well, hold on a second, guys. We're going to get to that. We're going to fix the Clone Wars timeline. And I guess the fix is that it's... You know, (laughs) there's going to be a seven, eight, nine. I mean, that's a full. That's like a
4: full time job. It is. I mean, mean, it is. No, this like he and we talk about this in the episode, but basically there there was this moment where they were going to kill a character in a video Mm -hmm. game when a writer was already was going to use him again, and so this guy caught it and had to tell the video game, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Don't kill him off. We still need to use him."
5: Mm -hmm. See, I'm a little, I'm a little confused because I'm under the impression that there's all these contradictions coming from everywhere. In the Star Wars universe, but it's really all coming from one person not knowing anything about his own creation and then just saying something and it's suddenly true. Well, and now Grandpa Funny Book is retired. And there's an entire person's <laughs> job, which is to fix this one person's mess yep. over and over again. So really right. all the contradictions are from the one person giving it up.
0: Well, and, and, Really, uh, you can kind of boil the holocron down to um, everything in the Star Wars universe is right but some things are technically more right than others. But why can't yes. they all be right?
1: <laughs> See, again, like, this, this is the thing. I was, I was saying this in the car on the way over. It's like, George Lucas, I'm not an apologist, although I'm coming off that way, but I'm just saying this is a guy who wanted to be a writer-filmmaker since, since however long ago, and he suddenly finds himself the head of a, like, the biggest film in history and then is the head of this huge corporation with toys and millions and billions of dollars. So now he's like a businessman and has to make business decisions that influence his creative <laughs> work. He never wanted to be a business guy. He never wanted to do that.
3: Admittedly, but, he was a very good business guy for a creative personality because of how much he held on to the uh, licensing Right. Now, well,
1: it, that, like he played it really smart early on, but clearly it's just gotten too big for him to handle. I mean, for anyone. It's
3: not not fun anymore. Yeah,
1: yeah. And And now
3: he's being berated by people who used to love him. Yeah,
1: exactly. So as far as, like, George Lucas is concerned, he can now say, I'm no longer a businessman. And who'd he get to replace him? The smartest businesswoman in Hollywood, basically. (laughs) Like, I mean, like someone who actually wants that job and and wants to to do that. That's, like, to me, that's, like, Uh, the best news up. Who
3: he's been friends with for years. Yeah. And and who is well-connected with some of the Cornerstones of creativity in Hollywood,
1: and she's got her head above the water. Like she knows what she knows what's really going on. Like she's it sounds like she's very aware of like what
3: fans would be saying. Right, that's why we're even talking about a seven, eight, and nine at the moment.
4: And which is interesting because while he was working on the uh, working on the original Star Wars, he was talking about he always had nine stories planned. He always had three sets of trilogies set up. However. He went back in 99 and 2008 in separate interviews and all continually during then saying, I never had an idea for sequels. Right. That never existed. I and never wanted now, it. And more than that, he kept on insisting that there would never be another Star Wars movie.
1: Okay. Now, well, you got you to remember. Like when he says, oh, I had the sequels written. Or I, I had them in my head and I wanted to divide them up. The movies that we got are so crazily different from what was originally planned yeah, You know, you can't really compare. That's like saying, wait a minute, He's <clears throat> one hand he says he had prequel ideas, but now he says he didn't. It's like, well, probably because the prequel ideas he had involved 80 million different characters that yeah. just don't and, exist.
3: And, uh, I mean, really what Lucas had to start out with was a massive outline. Then his wife, Marcia Lucas, who greatly influenced the... The Star Wars that we actually know and love. Yeah, I was going to say she's
5: she's really the one responsible uh, for the good she, part. She's
3: the one who said start the story here. No one wants to hear about that stuff, and give this guy and, a personality. And he so have one. I, you know, whatever outline Lucas has for seven, eight, and nine, m- much like the prequels, is probably something that we don't care about.
1: Now, here's the thing that I, that I'm still learning about. That I, I want to clarify. Yeah. When they say Star Wars seven, eight, and nine, and they say we want to make Star Wars seven, eight, and nine, and starting in 2015. Are they literally saying we want to make episode seven, eight, and nine, or are they saying we want to make a seventh, eighth, and ninth? They, film? I believe, said episode. They, they use the
0: term episode. Yes, yeah.
6: yeah, they use the term episode.
0: And I don't yeah, think Mark Hamill. George Lucas back. was. If George Lucas was behind it, you'd be getting the story prior to Anakin. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but now, 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 in the video, like where George Lucas is hand, talking about handing the reins over, he just says he has a treatment for episode seven, eight, nine. And then the news breaks that there's going to be a seven, eight, nine,
5: but they, I didn't understand this. The treatment specifics. was giving it to Disney. It, it was a very
6: interesting the way he phrased it too, because he, he stipulated, like he reinforced lengthy treatment, which is interesting. Right. But, you know, which means they're, you know, far along. And also he kept saying we, as in, I don't know if that meant Kathleen and him, if that meant like some creative team he's been working with, if it's Disney, like who knows what it is. And then he also mentioned that, When he was handing everything over to Kathleen, he's like, you know, all these, you know, we have story ideas. that And then he says Star Wars has hundreds of books and comics. He says, we've handed those over to Kathleen. And it was like he was very specific about mentioning all the books and comics that are being handed to her, you know, like decision making control. And I wonder how much that influence. I'm not trying to say they're going to make like a Thrawn trilogy movie, but they can probably freely borrow ideas from – those books and comics, and right.
3: in many cases they should. So you're saying they are put some of the expanded universe possibly in seven, eight, and nine? That's like people want to see Mara Jade, so why not? But show well, I also Mara don't. Want, I also yeah. don't want to see a 50 year old Jar Jar.
1: Well, no, no, but like, look, look, Misa. If you, oh, the average dude on the street, you say, hey, they're making Star Wars seven, eight, and nine, and they're like, wait, you mean like after Return of the Jedi? And then you say, yeah, they're going to say, well, how are they going to what? Luke Skywalker and and Han Solo are they going to be in it? And if now it's like, well, wait a minute, we're not including them. How is it episode seven, eight, and nine? Unless it's like
4: just following the misadventures of the our solo two and three
1: kids. Like I mean, let I me mean, like if they followed the solo kids.
5: Well, yeah, because yeah. the the whole point is it's following basically a set of characters the or bloodline. a theme. Yeah, and it's pretty much done unless they're continuing with Luke and Leia, which I thought they were originally. I
1: mean, if they if they came out and announced, "Hey, we're going to be approaching Mark Hamill soon to play an old uh, an old Jedi," I'd be like, I that would shit. Like I would I would be like, I, be I feel the like
3: they can't not do that like because it Mark would Hamill make, won't it come back it'll be weird it, I mean it would make people shit themselves yeah and so they want people to do that yeah at least for one film yeah. have you seen
5: Mark Hamill lately yeah
3: he, he looks like a grizzled old badass they're
5: gonna have to use all of industrial lights technology <laughs> to dude, make dude,
3: him I look don't good. Care, man. <laughs> if Mark
1: Hamill is down then I am down like, now, have to get
5: Carrie Fisher now too
1: slave <laughs> outfit dude if Carrie Fisher is down for it I'm down for it but if something tells me that Harrison Ford is gonna say hell no and probably uh, yeah, star, say
5: no. I don't think Harrison Ford wants to do it anymore.
4: I mean, uh, of the original crew, like Harrison Ford is the one person that you will never see cut. He regrets doing Kong. the Indiana yeah.
5: Jones movie. I don't think he wants to fuck with Star Wars. He's learned his lesson, right. Mrs. Kennedy. If you can hear my voice,
1: let let me write a Star Wars movie about <laughs> an old old Luke Skywalker as an Obi Wan mentor to
6: the Solo children.
1: <laughs> let me do I- this.
6: There, there is precedent or precedent for uh, taking from Zon's, like Timothy Zahn's work. I mean, Coruscant. The name Coruscant comes from like from the air, the you know, the Throne Trilogy. You know, it's you know, it, it was George Lucas' idea that the Empire was was stationed essentially on the giant planet you know city planet but that name comes directly from the expanded universe he's oh, wow. he mentions it in the prequels a bunch of times or mentions the expanded universe in the prequels a few times you know who knows we may see a bunch of elements from from things like that including a, a jedi academy on yavin like who knows
3: something i want to talk about oh, God, is yes. how this made me feel um because oh, yeah. you know this news came out now and i and it, you know it completely blindsided me because i i just had no reason to expect it it, it completely befell me and i was like my God, I I didn't think that I was going to be challenged in my views towards <laughs> Star Wars until I was an old man.
4: Yeah, same here.
3: Like, I didn't think that anything that w- was going to change. I knew that, you know, George Lucas would sit there being stubborn, and sooner or later, you know, m- maybe he'd decide to release the versions of the films that the fans, by and large, are interested in. Or pass away. And, or or something. And, and here he is, very, like, gracefully, like, you know, I wanted to do this before I died. Here, let me just, like, let me take care of my affairs now. And uh, and and all of a sudden there's an the opportunity because you know, how many how many people who we've looked up to, coming up after people like us a little bit older, but coming up after George Lucas, you know, would have wanted hands-on with Star Wars in the past. I mean, we mentioned Joss Whedon already. Like, him, well, I mean, Kevin just, Smith would have done this years ago, you know? There were rumors
1: that for the prequels, was one of the early rumors was that George Lucas said he would want to direct episode one, that he would want Ron Howard to direct episode two. Which
5: would be great. And mm-hmm. then he wanted
1: Steven Spielberg to direct episode three. Yeah, oh, but that didn't God. happen,
5: because he couldn't really... There's,
6: there's still there's still persistent rumors that he directed portions of episode three.
1: That's Yeah, That now that's true, too, but also... I think the, he denies it. Well, the, no, 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 the, the rumor also came in that... Uh, Spielberg is the one who encouraged him. Said, "No, George, these are your films. God damn Don't it. give them to other people." Because George was the one who who said that. Oh, e- Empire and Return of the Jedi. This is the first time I've ever wanted to punch Steven Spielberg. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, but, but I mean, really. No. And then you know, to address the rumor that oh, Spielberg d- directed a lot of uh, Episode Three, meaning that he directed supposedly he directed most of the final lightsaber uh, fight between Obi Wan and Anakin. And even oh. Lucas has gone on record saying, "Oh yeah, we he deserves the credit for that and everything." And I'm, whatever, it's in the past. You know, we need to look forward. But it's like there was a precedence there for George early on, saying he may not want to do it anymore. This again, yeah. I think this is a good
3: thing. And, like this is like if he he was unhappy with it, he was pissing all of us off. I mean, this is a guy who I looked up to as a kid. It's like a creative. I still look a, up to him, like, honestly. Like like he's he's a man who I I kind of feel sorry for in a lot of ways. No, you know yeah. Be- because because obviously he was good at some things and not good at other things and then there were expectations and ego and and an empire that he built and and uncertainty and divorce and all this all this awful stuff and it's not like i don't think he was an, an asshole for deciding that no I, i'm going to keep you know ramming this into the ground and 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 everyone i surround myself with a bunch of yes men who are never going to tell me no about these stupid ideas i have I mean, because it ultimately these are his stupid ideas, and they could have been if he let people have hands on like they had in the original trilogy, like Star Wars. That we the original trilogy was a collaboration between a bunch of different filmmakers, and uh, George Lucas was just the genesis of See, it. See, now
5: you can't, you can't. For this, I can't blame him completely because I even saw that we even watched videos of. When he was trying to make the prequels everyone was just a yes man they wouldn't even challenge him so I can't blame him completely yeah, there's that, there's they're just like oh yes
3: that's great that's great that's and a they wouldn't part even in the uh, yeah. the uh, review for episode one where they show that video after the first screening of like the initial edit of episode one and everybody's standing around you see uh, the look on their face they, they, and they don't say anything like oh that looked a little
5: long and you can't take that out now and they don't they don't they never argued with him in the first place like so they did I, on the original I'm, I'm
3: glad for this like I'm glad that he can go off and, and do what he wants to' and just you know I don't want. I want to want the motherfucker to be unhappy, right? Just get, like, let us be happy. You go be happy. Let's all be happy here. And I thought, my God, I'm going to see another Star Wars film. I'm actually going to be interested in checking it out. And yeah, it, it yeah, could, yeah. It'll be. It could be bad, but it's going to be pretty challenging for it to get any worse. It least, could at be. At
1: least you're guaranteed something new
3: and yeah. fresh for the first time. Mm-hmm
4: in my lifetime it's the chance of going to see a Star Wars theater Star Wars movie in the theater and it won't for sure be bad uh,
1: that, no no for no. episode one that was the same way like waiting in line for episode 1 it was like dude this is this might define like as i was in like what middle school and i'm like this movie could define the, the course of the rest of my life like, we, it,
5: we it, didn't know before we saw episode 1 what it was yeah, the, we nothing, had no idea as far as
1: movie experiences go i was never happier in my life than opening night of episode 1 Packed house, and then the words "Star Wars" come on the screen, and people scream. I was so very loud.
6: confused
5: by the end of that movie. By the way,
6: uh, no, no more 20th Century Fox fanfare. By the way,
5: oh,
0: good. deal breaker! I'm out of here. <laughs>
5: but here's the thing that troubles me: is I I was both really happy and sad when I heard the announcements. I, I was happy because obviously George Lucas doesn't have the control over it anymore, and Disney, you know, immediately announced Episode seven, eight, 9 already in 2015. I was like, that's amazing. The bad part is they've already come out and said things like every movie is going to be in 3D already. They said – which you kind of expect that at this point. But it, it seems to me like they're going to make it kind of for the Michael Bay generation. You know, it's 2015. Well, the there has entrance, to be explosions okay, and, 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 and lights. The
1: Avengers was in 3D. That doesn't mean it's a terrible film. Yeah, it? I'm going
4: to stop you real quick. Yeah.
5: What I feel like movie, it's
1: a marketing What movie club? is
4: coming out this Friday that is done by Disney? Wreck-It Ralph. Which is going to be this total like tribute to video game culture? Man, I hope you're not eating those words, like Okay, yeah, I,
1: really, I, I, I hope I, I'm not I, okay. either. because you, you really could First eat those off, words. First off, we don't
5: know anything about this movie. I've seen the tr- I've seen the preview too. It could be nothing like it. And yeah. er, er, if er. it is about that. It's going to probably bomb, and they'll never try to be creative again.
6: Our early reaction from over here has been that it's like a cl- classic Disney film. Like, Wreck-It Ralph is one of the best movies that the, that Disney has done since, you know, like, if you don't count Pixar movies. you know that, that Or since Disney's Tron Legacy, <laughs> Well, I mean, it...
0: Okay, okay. <laughs> Look, shut yeah. up. The,
1: Tron Legacy was awesome. <laughs> Look, nobody sets out to make a bad movie.
0: Well, yeah. uh... <laughs> no i think some people did. you guys haven't seen my dvd shelf have you
4: <laughs> jumping off real quick there was a question that's been circulating we were even discussing this on the car in the car indiana jones what's going to happen to that franchise because that's lucasfilm
1: well that's that's paramount like that's right
4: paramount. in the sit down uh robert Iger, the disney ceo did state that paramount still has contract over it
1: right
3: so that's what willow
1: Yeah, I brought up Willow. Are are you talking about... No, it's like, what's new in the world of Willow? Willow... What's a Blu-ray now? Yeah, please (laughs) explain.
5: (laughs) Is there new Willow content I should be expecting?
1: Uh, there's no one. No one's talked about. Willow. There
5: will never be new Willow continent unless someone writes a book.
1: I mean, hey, I'm I'm down for a new Willow. You I'm could gonna,
3: write that I'm book. Down Cap. for a new Willow. Yeah. There actually was a Willow book. It was uh, uh, co-written between uh, Lucas and Chris Claremont. Actually, it was, How good a, was two it? novels. Uh, I don't remember. I read it as a kid. It was a little too over my head, and I didn't care for. It. Also, Chris Claremont is uh, he's not such so good anymore. He maybe it was it was in the mid '90s though. Maybe it was all right. I don't know. Studio made Willow. The first thing that came to my mind was, well, here we have we have the forces behind Howard the Duck finally reunited again. Mar- I'd like action. to see
5: a Howard the Duck too. I feel like the first one didn't do it enough justice. <laughs> well, I think well, there was that duck that had did, boobs, did and it was say, very confusing because
1: we say all we needed to
5: say with Howard the Duck. I mean, ducks don't lactate, and she what? had boobs in the first scene. I don't get that. I
3: don't get it either, man. You just you're, it you're just, up. Yeah, but the uh, you know what's interesting is Marvel is actually as far as media. I mean, they've always been they've always been proud of, of Howard as a. As a character, whether they're abusing, using, loving him or abusing him, they've actually started using him in media again. I saw some video at San Diego Comic Con where they had like Howard walking around the Marvel office, and uh, and there's this like web series where it's like Howard and Squirrel Girl and a bunch of other C Listers hanging out. What? Uh, it's not very good, but <laughs> it's there. Um, I mean,
4: it's like Marvel is being daring if they're even willing to make a Guardians of the Galaxy fucking movie. Rocket like Raccoon.
5: I'm wait, fucking excited about I that. I need to see how they're going to pull it off,
3: because I really don't know.
4: So, to me, like, I'm excited about this for so many
3: reasons. It's it's going to be exciting to see what happens. Even if it's a flaming disaster, it's still... It's a, it's it's a going to be fun chance. to watch. I'm going to get is, popcorn. Star Wars has a second chance. Going
1: back to what you were saying about, like, reaction to hearing the news. Yeah. Like, my reaction at first was like, you know, it was like, oh, wait, is it true? And then once it's like, no, for real, it's actually happening, it was like, oh, is this good or is this bad? I mean... Well, I guess they handled Marvel well. I guess they handling Star Wars well. And all everyone who's ever complained about George the way George Lucas handled Star Wars, they should not complain anymore. Because it's like, this is literally being handed over to someone else who, who at least as far as we know, seems like they can handle it. So... Everyone has complained about oh George Lucas. It's like, well, what's there to complain about now? Everything you have ever wanted is happening. They're gonna. That's hopefully- exactly
0: where I was with this when I read about this earlier, and it was immediately what I took to social media to say to anyone who happens to read my bullshit online. <laughs> you guys, I I know it's you. You're in the habit of the last. God, 20, 30 years of bitching about everything George Lucas does. Maybe, you know, the brand of coffee he drinks to what that brand of coffee makes him do. But this should be the best news ever. Everyone, everyone who's complained about anything should be rejoicing right. in the streets. You're right. He I was- hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot
5: Uh, like, all he would do if he had control was keep butchering him more and more, and now someone else has a chance to butcher them. So I should be happier.
0: I mean, And ultimately, uh, at the end of the day, while, you know, uh, all of us here have taken Star Wars very, very si- seriously, to uh, si- very si- different si- degrees, of course, it helps to remember, at the end of the day, it's just entertainment, and if you want entertainment, why would you turn to anyone but Disney to provide the best?
1: Uh, that, that's like, another, that's another really good point, was that Seriously, who else are you going to hand it over? And here's because the other thing, Disney, everything that they've been given with Star Wars has handled it really respectfully. Absolutely, with with the exception of maybe one or two little action figures of Mickey holding a lightsaber, like (laughs) no, like the stuff they did with the ride. The original ride was amazing; it's groundbreaking. What they did with the new ride for those who haven't ridden it, even the stuff that takes place in the the dirty prequel territory is pretty awesome. Yeah. Like you can tell the people who were involved in making the ride were fans and really cared about making it really awesome regardless.
5: And yeah. And even if they didn't like the prequels, they would like, well, we're making an awesome fucking star Wars ride regardless. So
1: if you have that same attitude applied to everything in the, in the star Wars universe, like whether you're making more theme park stuff or comic books or novels or eventually movies, if they have that same approach, you really can't go wrong.
5: I feel like once we see who they pick for the director, then we'll kind of get a sense of where they want it to go. I feel like it's important right. to see who the first director is. And honestly, I think they already have it picked out right now. I wouldn't be surprised if it's announced if there, right if now. they're already
4: announcing.
5: This. Because like, it's I, already been wor- being worked on. You, in three years, it's going to be done. I mean, they've look, already they, got it lined up. But that doesn't up. mean
1: anything. Like, so, like, Zack you know, Snyder. Like, uh, look, I'm a, huge, <laughs> you know, I'm a huge Metal Gear fan. You know how many times they've announced a Metal Gear movie
4: Metal Gear. and a writer
1: yeah. and a release date? But
4: has like, it been Disney that announced it? No,
1: but this is this this is like this.
0: Is Hold on, I'm... anyone who thinks that Disney delivers things on time, I got four words for you: "The Emperor's New Groove."
1: No, I got I got <laughs> I got three words: "The Lone Ranger."
0: Oh, you win!
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, so, like the Lone Ranger. Like how long has it been delayed for? And like Gore Ridsky, who directed Pirates of the character. Wait, are they still
0: doing it?
5: Yeah, it's
1: Hell. coming out. It's Hell. coming out. Like they they've released a teaser for it and everything. And I don't know if it's supposed to be if it looks good or bad. I haven't seen anything other than like the poster for it, but that thing's been in the making for a long time. Had its its budget has been everywhere from 200 million to 50 million to everything in between regardless. It's it's been a crazy roller coaster, but they're still making it. And I did look at it, by the way, on the phone. Uh, Willow was done with 20th Century Fox. Hmm.
6: I mean, it's also important to keep in mind, too, when George Lucas went about the prequels is I think we all kind of knew exactly like everyone knew who the creative team was going to be. They knew Rick McCollum was going to produce with them. They knew who like was going to be doing all the concept artwork and, the pre, you know, all the the production design, everything. And now Disney has the chance to hire their own people. It's like it's not just important for who's going to direct it and who's going to write it, but like. Who's going to be doing concept illustrations for this new, you know, like what Star Wars new aesthetic? Like it's going to look different
1: well, because I, it, it, I, I would put money on it being awesome because Disney, yeah, you know, Disney now own everything that Disney owns by itself of being artists. You know, they have the best in the
3: world, it, and now they they have the subsidiaries of ILM exactly. and, and Lucas Arts. The only people and that would like, compete, like here we got we got uh, everybody working on Star Wars thirteen thirteen, which is a a multi company project within Lucasfilm. And like Monkey Island, uh, and Day of the yeah. Tentacle, and uh, and something a truth, I, a dig, truth bomb. I like the dig a, a truth nice. bomb that Doug dropped on us on the same trip and and you're gonna Brandon when you hear this you're gonna just be, your your brain's gonna break tell me it's already broken fucking fucking there was a Monkey Island script and they turned it into Pirates of the Caribbean Pirates of the Caribbean you're is joking based on a Monkey Island you're script. joking P- part, parts one and two you and the Barbosa mouth. loosely it's a loosely
5: Le Chunk. oh come on. A zombie didn't undead you,
1: wait, wait, pirate. Now, wait, didn't you ever see that those memes online where they compare pictures of no. Barbosa as the ghost? No, and but like, I'm gonna look start now. Even in ghost stories, because you're in one, and they put it next to the Ghost Pirate LeChuck and you're like, holy, shit. why
0: the shit. fuck didn't they make?
1: It? <laughs> and then, dude, picture picture in your head, Guybrush, right from the first game. I'm just gonna commit suicide now. it. right, it? right it? now Guybrush, on the air, Guybrush from no. the first game is in your head, right? What does uh, Orlando, Orlando Bloom, Bloom look like in the first? Oh, Orlando son Bloom. of a dick!
5: <laughs> Except Orlando Bloom wasn't funny.
1: Yeah, that's ponytail, why they made ponytail with a white shirt and a uh, sword running around. But that's why now, they now, made
5: Kiara Jack. Knightley.
1: Kiara Knightley, she's not the governor. She's the governor's daughter. Fuck me. Who I then becomes everything. a pirate badass? <laughs> With gonna... actually, when her father dies, she becomes governor. Where are my now, sleeping no, pills? You no, know, look, look. I have to clear up though. It's not. It's, I'm not trying to suggest that there was a Monkey Island script that they just changed. Clearly, names. you've convinced
5: me because <laughs> now I believe not, it. There's like no going back. Because, you can just tell me for ten minutes. Uh, this is what happened, but. This is not what I'm telling you. No, 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 no. It's just,
1: It just—it was loosely, it was loosely done. Because he wrote, he wrote a Pirates of the Caribbean movie, and Disney didn't want to do it. And then it was like, well, let's try a Monkey Island movie, and that didn't happen. He's like, let me try one more time with with, with, with Disney, and they're like, well, maybe let's change this. And it's like, it was a struggle. Them. It was a struggle to get the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie made, but a lot of the elements that are in the film were were. Heavily taken from a Monkey Island idea, which is why, like the Voodoo Lady in the swamp, and then the beginning of Dead Man's Chest, Jack Sparrow shoots out of the coffin, uses a bone to, to you know, to row. I'm the actually coffin. surprised
5: you remember all of this from the game. God damn! <laughs> I'm
1: a huge fan of the game. Jeez! Yeah. So you know, it's uh, <laughs> it's it's been
3: strange. That makes me a
5: little bit happy and sad.
3: So guys, um, as you can tell. There's a lot of feelings about this, but mostly they're are feelings of excitement because we don't know what's for the first time ever. Yeah, we don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. What if
5: it's completely CG? I'm just putting that out there. Well,
1: it's a uh, fucking. Clone so, Wars. Hey, okay, hey, you know what? If it's completely CG, I mean, even hand the people to Pixar. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, what yeah, if they Pixar, just say Pixar make a Star Wars movie?
4: Uh-huh. 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 Yeah, Animated. I would be way down for a fucking Pixar movie, Star Wars.
5: Yeah, I guess I, I guess I would. Yeah, I guess I probably. I mean, you know what? You know what? I Probably would. Let's do it. Make a three-eight like, bucket
1: and I we you're talking about Willow it's like what are they gonna do with Willow I'm like CG that midget up for Willow, you can give me a prequel starring Mad Martigan, Young Mad Mardigan.
5: <laughs> oh, tell Val me
1: Tell me the the adventures of Young Mad Mardigan.
5: I would only apps. see it if they actually got Val Kilmer and used CG to make him younger because I like Val Kilmer in that.
1: I like Val Kilmer too. You know what? Fuck it. Make him an old Mad Martigan. Old man, like take Old Man Logan, Old yeah. Man Mad Mardigan. That's what I want. Yeah, I want that done. Can you can you write that? Can you begin inside? I can in? do that. A, <laughs> Mrs. Kennedy, if you can hear my voice, Kickstarter. <laughs> we can do like it. With Kickstarter. Old, old Man Mad Mardigan. <laughs> Mr. Was, Howard. Once Mr. I Howard. was with a midget. Mr. When you're done with the rest of development, <laughs> don't let me interrupt you.
3: Contact me about Mad Marduk. Uh, hmm. Post a link to my web zone on this episode. Uh, Mark and Matt, any, uh, any any closing thoughts from you guys? Um, uh, sorry, go ahead. At <laughs> the same oh, time, please. Oh,
6: sorry, sorry about that. Uh, just uh, Basically, just that I feel like it ha- in the end, it had to be Disney. I mean, if, you know, Cap, you should actually track this down from Jason. He has it he has these PDF transcripts of like conversations between Spielberg and Lucas when they were going about writing Raiders of the Lost Ark. And Lucas has this like affinity back in the late seventies for all things Disney. I mean, he's obsessed. He's taking all these things from like Pirates of the Caribbean and applying it to like, you know, the first like treatment for Raiders. Yeah. And, and
1: I read that transcript you're talking about. Yeah.
6: Yeah. And, and, and it's fantastic. And you see exactly like how he got star Wars and Indiana Jones out of the, the Disney mystique for like, just, like, the chance to bring people to, like, otherworldly adventure. And even when – there, I have – actually, I, this I have, which was a making of documentary of Captain EO that Whoopi Goldberg narrates in which Lucas sits down and he explains that Disney was the studio that he, that he constantly says should have made Star Wars, which is why he brought, you know, Captain yeah, EO there. Know, it's why he like- brought Star Tours. And, and in the end, like I feel good for him because he finally brought Star Wars to where he trusts it most. So I mean, I'm, I'm happy for George because he, because you know, he leaves the franchise in in the hands that he originally wanted to put it in, and I think that's that's you know good for all of us. I mean, it's whether or not the, the future movies are good. There's so many possibilities of, of of theme parks, and and they said they have TV plans, and I mean, it's it's. It's good because Star Wars was getting stagnant, even for someone who's been following it for such a long, long time. Like it, it was stagnant. I mean, I, I've I've explained that before, and and now I, I feel the complete opposite. I, I was in I was in Toys R Us just yesterday, and I was pick I, I picked up this adorable little R two D two plushie thing, and I was looking at all the amazing Lego sets that are from you know the prequel era and from the the original trilogy era, and there's like a, a nine year old kid walking in front of me as i'm you know admiring these sets and he looks at me and he's like i have this one i built this one i have this one and i'm bored with it now though he actually said that but now there's gonna be new sets that's so what, what's wrong with that
5: it's weird that you actually have something to live for now for the next nine years so <laughs> no, I, I know to keep you going <laughs> for nine more years as,
6: as a counter to that story i have to
1: say really quick I, the last time i wrote the original star wars riot at mgm when it was still mgm and I went in there and I'm like, oh, childhood memories, this is great, oh, I'm going to miss the ride, this is fantastic, oh, it was whatever, whatever. And I'm on the ride and we're having fun and it's, you know, blasting everything. Now, there were like four boys that weren't couldn't have been older than six years old that were riding in front of me. And I really was hoping that they were liking it and they weren't like, where's Jar Jar or anything else. <laughs> but when the ride ended and the lights came up and the music hits and everyone stands to get off the ride, the one kid just gets up and screams... The rest of them freak out. Like, to them, it was the greatest ride they'd ever been on. Like, I couldn't imagine them saying that off of Winnie the Pooh. You know, like, this, they'd lost their shit. And I was like, I was reassured. Like, man, it still works. It still it still can reach everyone. And, you know, for a kid who might be like, well, I'm bored building. Maybe he was bored building Legos, but not Star Wars. And then it reinvigorated me when I rode the new rides. So now I'm even more excited because, like you say... The sky's the limit. Anything can happen. So for the first time since the announcement of prequels, I'm like,
5: whoa. We still need to brace ourselves for disappointment. Just in case. Just not get our hopes up too much in case that happens well, again. The, well, the thing. It's, I, it's, like I, it's commit hard, I can I can Well, instead can of... It, okay. No, no,
1: no. Don't, don't look at, like, oh, I have to brace for disappointment so much as, hey, I'm just not expecting my world to change.
4: I got a question for Mark. Yes. Because a friend of mine on Facebook ta- voiced about how excited he was that he would be able to introduce his daughter... To Star Wars and see it in the theater with her for the first time, mm-hmm. see it with her. And I know you've you've been recently introducing your daughter to Star Wars.
0: Yeah, she's mostly MST3King it, but yeah.
4: <laughs> like so, That's to you. Like, how I'm curious about your 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 thoughts about a brand new Star Wars that you would get to share with her.
0: Well. Um, I, You know, there's really no answer I can give you on that that isn't, yes, I'm excited, because otherwise, what a crotchety old dick I'd sound like, you know? <laughs> but, but beyond that, be, of course I'm excited to experience that and watch her get to see the the true fanfare that I've only been able to explain to her, like, hey, whole city block shut down when this movie opens. Of course I'm excited to live through that, but... As, you know, an overgrown man-child myself, the part that I'm most excited about with this is that unless we're talking like the direct-to-video, you know, terrible sequels to Aladdin or something, even when Disney makes a bad picture, the heart is still incredibly evident. Even in Disney's most misguided failures, you can see so much heart. And I, as much as I, I do enjoy the prequels, I don't love them, love them, but I enjoy them. I felt like a lot of that heart was missing. I didn't feel that warm, cuddly embrace from them. And now there's a chance for all of us to feel it again and possibly for fans, little kids to watch seven, eight and nine and go, I I love these characters and then go back and watch the prequels and go, who the hell is this Jar Jar guy? (laughs) Like history could really rewrite itself.
5: I think I think that episode seven, eight, nine are going to have the most basically turnout ever because you have all the people that were disappointed in the prequels wanting to go and hope that it's amazing, and you have all the people that love the prequels who are going to go and hope it's amazing. <laughs> so you're going to have people on both sides all going to episode it's, seven.
1: But again, now the, it it just really depends on who they get to work on it, what they announce is going to be. I, I personally the only th- I think this is all good news. The one bit of thing that I was uncomfortable with was that they announced a release date already. They, it they, makes they, me they think they like say, they
5: already knew. They right. they, have, they already have begun working on it.
1: Right now, because if the, if it, now, granted, we only heard about this what four hours ago yeah. is when the news broke. So maybe tomorrow we'll have even better information. But as as it stands right now, I was uncomfortable with the fact that they already have a release date plan. But if later on they say, oh no, we've actually secretly been working at, working on it for about I six think. months, you know, and we we think that that's a good estimate. They're like, all right, well then that's okay. But if Disney immediately said, gimme, here's the date. Writers, we're going to underpay you because you're going to be happy to be working on Star Wars. <laughs> Go write something. It has to be done in three months because we start shooting in six months.
5: Well, that's, then, the, like, that's the thing. They never that, said they were going to start. I want they that They
3: said job. it's going
1: to
5: be released.
6: One of the, the blogs I saw on StarWars.com today, it was from, I can't remember which, uh, which Lucasfilm rep it was. But apparently they had a like all divisions meeting back in early June where they brought in like LucasArts and, and people from the website, and people from Clone Wars and, and ILM and Skywalker. And they said like they opened the meeting with we're making seven, eight, and nine. So clearly since at least early June, it's been known at Lucasfilm by everybody. So there may have been some creative team stuff way
5: before that. It
0: could have been working on it for like four months. And listen, on a personal note, can we all just agree that the best part of George not making all the final decisions anymore is that in our lifetime, we may get the holiday special on DVD? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh.
5: I don't know if Disney ever wants to repackage that shit.
0: I want. How many it.
5: ways can you package a piece of turd and give it? I
6: to just, you? I just want the full Ewoks TV show, like just the full <laughs> thing. Like, was
5: that never released on DVD?
6: <laughs> no, they, did, they, they they did individual
3: episodes, what about like four of them or something. The terrible. I got those. Those are on DVD.
0: I like the Ewoks movies, okay, but uh, they've only done like a sort of a, a composite of a bunch of episodes of the cartoon, and uh, where it kind of is assembled like a movie. And the same with the droids. Uh, series, but the droid series, I have a, I have a lot of, lot of love for, and I think that they're incredibly mishandled by Lucasfilm. So I'm excited to see that maybe rectified in the future too.
1: So I guess, I guess the number one thing that we can all agree, in serious note, as opposed to the, to the, to the I mean, I'll speak for myself. I'm not excited for for a Christmas special, but, <laughs> uh, but, but a, le- but a legit.
0: It's okay to be wrong. Yeah, that's that's fine. I I'll take that. I'll take it. I'll take it.
1: But, 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 a, but a, a serious, legit release of the original trilogy. Because, like, again, George Lucas isn't a great businessman, but Mrs. Kennedy is. She goes, wait a minute.
5: What's the one thing everybody wants? Even they won't before, do that. Even They're before, not going to take out the special." I am
0: willing to, to bet there is already a clause in this contract that the masters stay put. As is, like
5: they're not going to reverse engineer a movie. No one's ever done that. Well, and put back and
6: I, I think I think she oversaw the changes they made to ET also. Because I mean, they had made but some no, no, changes. But now,
1: wait on that note. But on the uh, the Blu-ray, I recently got the Blu-ray for ET. There's none of the special stuff in there. It's all the original. Oh, yeah, it's 100% original. It's wait, just,
5: the new it, the new Blu-ray that came out. The has none for, of the, E.T. for
1: E.T. has none. For the new Blu-ray for ET has none of the extra stuff that was put in on any. W- other WTF, version. BBQ. Now, no, wait. No, they have the delete, like the the CGET and deleted scenes. Those are in the deleted scenes on the special features menu. Even the walkie talkies. No, the walkie talkies are not on there. What? It's all
3: original. The so way you it think was. they Spielberg? might do that with Spielberg? Starboard admitted he made a mistake. Yeah,
1: Spielberg said. Spielberg asked the audience. He's a, a big movie, man, and he asked the audience, "Hey, audience, we're making an ET movie soon, or an ET Blu-ray soon. Would you be upset if we don't include the special edition?" And everyone's like, nah, nah, nah. and he goes, "All right, then consider it theatrical version only," and everybody flipped their shit. And yeah. he kept true to his word. Awesome. The DVD is is pure theatrical version.
0: I, I, think, I take oh. back what I said earlier about wanting to punch Steven Spielberg. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I, I I think what is likely, unless unless Lucas is really really adamant about it, you know, we could get Blade Runner basically. You know, here's every yes. version to yes. a, every every version. every version to a fault. Whatever you want, pick care. your yeah. poison. I,
1: I don't care what other version you want to put on there, but if you give me the original version, my my dude, it's like. That's all I want. Just give me the original version and you can have
5: anything else on top of it and that's fine.
6: I'll I'll, I'll go with the THX audio remasters. Those those 201's are, are a little, <laughs> a little weak.
5: You, know, you guys said George Lucas was a great businessman. Maybe this was his ploy from the beginning but, is to make no, as many I, special I argue, features as possible that, and then resell the original 20 years later. I think that he wasn't a
1: very good businessman. Like
5: He was a decent businessman for a guy who wanted to be a creative person. This could have been all part of his plot to sell the original versions again. Uh, well, well.
0: George Lucas was a brilliant creative visionary who then found himself with more money than he knew what to do with and then clearly clearly there is unequivocal evidence about this he just lost his fucking mind
5: well it's he had a he, i'm sure he just had like a stroke and you couldn't tell under all of his uh, chin fat but i think it was there man it's
1: burning lucas down it's
5: now we now before we go i did actually have an arbitrary pointless question for everyone please mostly for the listeners but i was gonna ask uh, each of you, which director you, which person you would like to see direct the movie more than anyone? Ooh, just uh, go around the table and basically say which person would you want to see from your own biased opinions direct episode seven cap.
3: Okay, uh, David Lynch, obviously, no, uh, he's, he's, he's already turned, he's already turned it down. He already That's turned it down. Um,
5: they didn't ask him.
3: They did. What they asked him to ask him to direct Return of the Jedi. He turned it down. he. Oh. he, he it's it was hilarious. Anyway, um, he's got a great story about it. Joss is really compelling mm. uh, he's really really compelling I, but I was, there was a but attached to that but I think that I would you would bring the humor back to Star Wars it, definitely it, it's, it's tough I've, I've, this is going to sound weird especially after everything that's happened recently I really want to see Kevin Smith direct Star Wars mm. or a Star Wars not all of Star Wars but a Star Wars because I, I
1: see what you're saying but I think Kevin's supposed to be the first person to tell you that's a terrible idea
3: I know He <laughs> might not want that I, 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 I know I might regret this but it's just like I feel like if, you if know, the, well it's not I, happening you know this I wouldn't theoretical want to see, I would
1: not want to see Kevin Smith direct episode 7 I want to see Kevin Smith direct his
3: own Star Wars movie well that's like yeah. why he wants anyway want. yeah, yeah. I, I, it's mostly that if the door was was open he would have done it a long time ago yeah mm-hmm. and I, and he's a someone who I who just the, the thing is he's, he's kissed Lucas's ass Ever since they like they got close to each other, and that's a little disconcerting, but because there's an awful lot of shit to kiss that ass through, I am curious. I, he's 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 a, a fan, a pro, a professional fan who I related to as, always, as a as a always little kid. Make the best stuff. And I, and I'm just I'm really curious since this is purely hypothetical. Yeah, I'm sure when not on the spot, I can come up with a with a. Um, a better candidate, aside from the obvious, nope. Like, this is on the Joss spot. Leighton thing, hex and who's on the spot? We'll, we'll, well, here's the thing. We're, we'll open this up to the, to the forums. We'll have a whole forum posting about it. And when I think of, of who else I'm interested in, I'll post there. All
5: right.
4: I want. Here's my challenge. I want someone to make a movie even worse. I want episode seven to be even worse than the prequels. So who
5: would you have directed?
4: Midnight Shenanigans.
5: Oh, what? <laughs>
4: No, no, for okay, some how about, how, reason, for some reason, for some reason, the little voice in my head that's screaming is like, I want to see John Carpenter's Star Wars.
5: <laughs> you know what? I fucking see that. That sounds like a good time. Whatever. See, I don't care if it's good or bad. It's going to be hilarious. I know. That's what
4: I want. I want Kurt Russell. It's going to be scary, it. too. Kurt Russell's a oh fucking old man Jedi. I'm a Jedi. With <laughs> an eye patch. Someone a laser who, someone, eye patch.
3: Someone who would do um, a great job, probably, I, I, I would I would speculate is Duncan Jones. In all, in all seriousness, Duncan Jones. That's, where, that's, that's exactly where I was yeah. going to go.
1: Uh, I was going to say uh, me. <laughs> <laughs>
5: it's if you can pick yourself,
1: if if you got to pick, pick someone else. In, in seri- in, uh, my serious answer, Paul Thomas Anderson.
5: Who is he? I don't know who he is. Uh, there, will, there Will Be Blood. Oh.
3: This, this is like, you know,
1: and he recently did uh, uh, The Master. The, I, I'm like, I want Empire Strikes Back Dark. Star Wars, Paul Thomas Anderson. But
5: they gotta keep it PG-13 now for marketing. I don't think he
1: would do it, but I I would be interested to hear his take, because he almost did Paul Thomas, was it Paul Thomas Anderson? Uh, Oh no, it was Darren Aronofsky who almost did The Wolverine. Mm. And Paul Thomas Anderson uh, I thought would be like, in that same vein of taking someone serious, like a really great filmmaker, giving them something to to a universe to play in, I would love to see his take on Star Wars. Or you know what, Darren Aronofsky would be interesting, but it wouldn't be quite a mass appeal probably as much.
0: Okay, Mark. I'm gonna go a little selfish here and both of them are very unrealistic for two very different reasons. The one that's completely unrealistic unre- but would be awesome, Irving Kirshner. <laughs>
4: no, I <don't- laughs> That was almost my first
1: answer.
0: <laughs> I mean, let's just not even fuck around with it. But no. secondly, I I, I um, press him, man. Yeah. yeah. Black, Black magic, dude. Let's, get, it, let's, get, let's get a Kickstarter back. going. <laughs> it's gonna be like we
4: can hit Bernie's, but we can hit Erwin's. No no, we gotta
1: unfreeze Walt Disney. We gotta unfreeze Walt Disney from under under the castle and get him to do oh. it. Who else did you
5: have?
0: But, uh, you know, on a serious note, and this would never happen likely due to age and him probably being impossible to work with now. And but it's the most predictable answer that I that Mark would ever give you. Uh, Bob Raffleson, Bob Raffleson did a lot of um, uh, he was behind a lot of big films like uh five easy pieces and postman always rings twice but and here's where it's going to get predictable he was also the guy behind the monkey's film head which turned an industry that had gotten so big and corporate on its ear and i think that he would be able to write uh be able to sort of direct a lot of almost like snake eating its own tail commentary in into the Star Wars 7 about the Star Wars universe and how seriously it's taken itself? That's a strange answer.
6: <laughs> I'm, I'm interested. I
5: like it. Okay, I, Matt. Um,
6: as soon as you asked the question, Bren, uh, Brandon, I started to uh, type out a few uh, <laughs> ones it's I, like I on off top, off top, two of pages th- top of my this head. Right now. Gore Verbinski, because the man knows swashbuckling action. He does. Like, I mean, R- Rango's action scenes plus, like, the Pirates' action scenes, whether or not the second or third movie were good or not, like... The action was eye. great, so I think he can. He, he really has an eye for that sort of thing. Because of their their work with the uh, Revival of the Bond franchise, Martine Campbell or Sam Mendez. I was thinking also J.J. Abrams because he already brought some Star Wars to Star Trek. So, uh, possibility. And also, the one that I really would want, Edgar Wright.
5: We can only have oh, one.
4: Wow. Whoa!
6: Yeah, I think I'd I think i I'd like to see Edgar Wright do it. I think um, I'd
4: like my dream joke, my dream joke answer was going to be Joss Whedon because like, yeah, that'd be awesome. No, it is. I want Edgar Wright. I think Edgar yeah. Wright would be fucking
3: perfect. Also, also, the fellow who directed Iron Giant and Finding Nemo and uh, John Carter would be mm. a, a good choice. I don't remember his name, but I mean, that guy knows how to direct him, his way through a very vast, composited alien world.
4: Yeah,
6: I believe, I believe you mix like. There's two people I think in that. Like Andrew Stanton did uh, John Carter, and he did. Um, but I think Iron Giant was Brad Bird. Oh, you're right. You're right. It was Brad Bird. And, and, and Brad both of them, I believe, I believe both of them are on projects right now. I think Because I think Brad Bird was like the first person I thought of. I thought like Disney would go to Pixar to find somebody. And I know Brad Bird's working on some like, it's called like 1951. I think it's like a Roswell type I'm alien sure movie. He so he's like aside. busy. But yeah, yeah, he can, yeah exactly. He could put that aside. As a matter of fact, there was some rumors right away that that project was actually the new Star Wars movie. And that it might have been like a code name. But like, yeah, some people are like, no, 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 it's a real movie. So one of the best Star Wars documentaries I ever saw was the like make the one that was on the original Star Wars DVD set, the making of an empire. And George Lucas started to talk how like he thinks the reason why Star Wars was so successful was because if you look at like cinema right before Star Wars came out, it was such like a a reflection of the Vietnam era of just like, you know, it's shit. We're in a war we're never coming out of and it's dark and it's dreary. But like right there when it came out, we started to sort of like. We we hit rock bottom. We started to kind of move ourselves I mean, yeah, movie. up. We may, like, be on our way to that by the time this comes out. Like, the prequels came out during a time that we were, like, on our way down. So, I think we were more cynical when we looked at it. But if we're, like, you know, things turn around in this election and we start to head way up, like a great, adventurous, fun Star Wars movie might be at the right time.
1: That's that's like excellent point, because, I mean, look at the, listen to listeners right now. We're pretty cynical, like, <clears throat> oh, man, new Star Wars. Is it okay to like it? Whereas back when they announced the first Star Wars, it's like, what, a stupid space movie? Who gives a shit? You know, it's a yep. somewhat similar situation going on.
5: Obviously, Mel Brooks should direct.
1: <laughs> now, now uh, was it was it Mark? Did you say Irving Kirshner? Yes. yes. Yeah, my, my Irving Kirshner answer is Akira Kurosawa.
5: <laughs> uh, all your answers were good wrong uh but good clearly <laughs> the only obvious person who could direct episode 7 is Luke Besson. Uh oh. he's he's already proven that he can do sci-fi, he can do strange, he can do funny.
4: Yeah, I want that.
5: I would instantly go a million times over if it was nah, Luke Besson. No, no, I'm
4: not feeling it.
3: Clearly oh, with man. Sarah doing the music. <laughs> um, it'd be great. Oh, Eric, yeah, Eric, yeah. Sarah, oh man. Oh, shit. Well, okay. Th- that's that's what we got for now. You're definitely going to hear us talk more about this in the future. There's no way around it. Before we go, i got to give some big ups to our, our fan community because uh, you guys have done an awesome job supporting us these last couple months. Uh, but we haven't had a chance to uh, to you know give you guys the props you deserve on an episode, so here goes. Uh, first off, congrats to Viral Demon, who became an official producer of the show. He Ooh. supported us enough that he actually crossed that threshold. He's the second person to do it after Trench 88. Kudos to you, man. That's absolutely incredible. You are all too kind and amazing for uh, for believing in us that much. Everybody who supported us in September, Red Eye Phoenix, Cassie Muldrow, Brent Richard, Berto Elcon, Caitlin Kruger, Trench88, Fuman chuchu Kyle Calder, Dan Blake, Gerard Oates Haggard, Big Bad Shadow Man, Garayur, uh, Viral Demon, Mr. Matt, and Durafago. They supported us for a total of um, supplying a lot of the equipment that we're recording with uh, this evening, uh, including a uh, new mixer and uh, the mic that I'm using right now, who we've nicknamed Black Betty. Brent Burchard said, here's some money because I love Derpy Show. It's quickly becoming one of my favorite podcasts. Caitlin Kruger said, I got a new job. Now shut up and take my money. Or just keep (laughs) producing more awesome shows. That works too. Kyle Calder said, here's some fancy coffee money to help you guys get D&D episode 22 finished. And we did. Gerard O. uh says he's an Orlando Weekly freelancer, and uh, he thinks it would be an excellent idea to interview local Orlando visual artist Maz Armageddon. And uh, I'm following the guy on Twitter now, so we'll see what happens. Oh, God, that means he knows um, my girlfriend. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. Um <laughs> uh, Gary says you guys are still awesome thanks for actually pronouncing my name right or pretty close to it on the second attempt I don't. Even, hopefully I'm getting it right this time <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember what he did last time Viral Demon says here's some money for hopefully getting another microsode um, I've said this before but I was really happy with the memetics episode so I definitely want more um, I believe he did he's got quite a few in the can there's a, <laughs> there's a list of all our microsodes yeah
5: um, some of those are my fault We'll get to this. Okay,
3: Matthew McCracken said, "Great job as always." I see you need a hundred dollars for the new mixer. Take it, and make it your own. Love Dungeons and Doritos, and so we did. Awesome. October. We are in the thirtieth day of October, and we've we've met both our our baseline support goal of three hundred dollars, which is how much we it costs to run the show and keep all of our bills and everything going, and. We met our support goal, really? which was $500 to nice. get um, Colin flown to from Nashville to Orlando to record the season finale of D&D with us.
4: I am excited to punch him.
3: However, <laughs> I just want to let everybody know there's a certain... Uh, Colin is definitely flying down for that D&D finale, but there is an air of uncertainty about when we'll be recording it, because due to the massive storms uh, on the East Coast, Lefty Lucy's schedule is a bit dubious. Uh, Coney Island was a, a story underwater. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know if we'll have to reschedule, and if we do have to reschedule because we've got two different parties of role players at the same time it could actually delay D&D one or two months uh, I'm gonna keep it's obviously that's a huge deal this is the season finale we've been planning it for a long time uh, so I'll keep everybody posted on what's up with that but either way Colin is flying in and it's all thanks to you guys and you know, I will be punching him you will punch <laughs> him square in the jaw oh god there yes. will be a video posted <laughs> <laughs> so thanks to man with case Gary Ur, Blake Holman Stuart Edney, big bad shadow man Tim Lebron LeBonte Caitlin Kruger, Rebecca Greer, Mauron, Jeffrey Voss, Viral Demon, Frozen Treasure, Ben Kidd, Ethan Kruger, Joe Barta, Cassie Muldrow, Ross Butler, Tyler Conrad, Patrick Webster, and Trench eighty eight. Man with Case said, No clever message, just the bucks. Love to all nerdy show. Blake Holman said, I've been following D D from the beginning and I finally have a few dollars to throw your way. Keep up the good work, you guys are amazing. Brent Bruchard said, this is for the awesome episode of Dungeons & Doritos. Also, can you get the Derby Show guys to say their names at the start of the show? I love the show, but have no idea which voice is which. Uh, <laughs> That's was, a great idea. Uh, I, I did tell them that, um, and they've since made it a habit. So, uh, thank you. Suggestions are always welcome. Big Bad said, this is this is very interesting. This money is to pay back two thumbs for the hotel room from Nerdapalooza. <laughs> As such, he, he spent this money on two thumbs behalf to us, mm. and... Earned a microsode, which he then gave to Two Thumbs. That's hilarious. <laughs> two Thumbs. <laughs> two Thumbs. Uh, kidnapped me in a good way and took me out to drinks. It was great. He also supported us again later on and said, "I like to say I totally enjoyed season one of Ghostbusters Resurrection." Uh, so here's some money for that, as well as some f- as thanks for the new episode of D and D.
1: That's very flattering. Thank you.
3: Joe Barta said, "Thanks for all you guys do," and then later on supported us in such a way so that there was only a dollar left till the next <laughs> microsode. He's like, and he he posted on Twitter, "Get a microsode for just a dollar," um, <laughs> and and he did. And Gary, you claimed it that's great Patrick Webster said barty is absent it's dangerous to go alone take this and send us some money Ben Ked said gotta help a Gleeman in need <laughs> <laughs> frozen treasure said I like when it gets close enough that I can afford supporting you guys and get a microsote at the same time unfortunately at that time a bunch of people donated at once and he missed it by just a few minutes oh! but, but them's, them's the breaks whenever whenever you see us posting <clears> on uh, on Twitter or Facebook about oh man there's only a little bit left it's a you know, See what you can do to grab it. It can get pretty tooth and nail there. Viral Demon said, thought I'd put in some money for this month. Really excited for the end of D&D book two. Jeffrey Voss said, keep up the great work. I'm loving almost all the new content. And I'd love to hear what you almost don't like as much as the other stuff. We do <laughs> love, you know, cr- criticisms are welcome. So if you got anything to say to us about this episode, you want to tell Brandon what, uh, and the rest of us, uh, who you'd like to direct the new star Wars, please comment on the form. There'll be links to all that on this episode's page. Uh, Thanks so much for joining us. We are we together as as a, a nerdy whole, we eagerly <laughs> hold hands and anticipate the new Star Wars. Well,
4: Indeed. to put us out, take us out with uh Star Wars new overlords. Back in 2004, Disney released an album called Mosh Pit on Disney. Mm-hmm. And that featured that was a cover album of a bunch of different uh Disney songs and included such acts as Andrew W.K., Real Big Fish and Brian Setzer. This Weird. particular song is uh, Japanese pop rocker uh, Kenzie Masubuchi, and this song is the Main Street Electrical Parade Baroque O'Down. And it is fun. It's intense, and it has a little kazoo in it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and it's a song that they might be giants actually covered on another Disney compilation. Oh, really? Which we played in, a, in an episode years ago. Cool. Yeah. So. Bye, I'm Cap. Bye, I'm Hex. Bye, I'm Brandon. Bye, I'm Doug. I'm Matt. Bye, I'm Mart. Enjoy.
2: show. Nerdist show brought to you by comic shop Nerdapalooza playing trailer reader and listeners like you. If you enjoyed the zoo heard support Nerdist show by turning a friend. Picking up some notes at the Nerdist store or up directly to receive exclusive perks. For more episodes of Nerdist show Dungeons and the Reader video contests and other nerd programming visit nerdist show dot com. it 420 somewhere. You can subscribe to our new show podcast through the iTunes Store. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Tumblr. That was wrong. There was a felt fucked up. <laughs>
3: Meatwad,
2: what did I tell you about cussing? Man, <laughs> no, you don't get me. Don't you on me. Don't just rock on me, son of a bitch. Fuck you. And get social with that. Notice your nerve. Stop
3: hanging out with Shake.
2: At noticeyour.com slash I'll hang out with Shake any time I want to. You tell me, I, you, suck your, you suck your balls, you son of a bitch.
3: Not your friend, Meatwad. He tries to kill you. Man,
2: he's he, my friend. You tell me, he's my friend. You go put yourself in the washing machine.
3: <laughs> All right, well, I've had it with you. You
2: fuck Check you. It.